Diggs Flicks with your host, Andy the Fat Dude. What's up, everybody? This is Andy, the resident fat dude here of Fat Dude Digs Flicks, coming to you recorded from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, it is time. Are you ready? It is time. Are you ready? It's time for the forces with the fat dude. Uh, it is episode three of this podcast mini series. And, uh, this is another one that I was looking forward to. I, I keep saying it. Uh, I keep saying that I keep saying it is the thing. Every one of these episodes really in one way or another, uh, was something that I was super looking forward to, to doing, uh, looking forward to talking to these people. And this is, this is a fun one. Uh, my friend, my friend, uh, Christine Peets is, uh, an actress, a comedian. Uh, she is just delightful. Uh, I had the opportunity to do a play with her a few years ago now, uh, Rock of Ages, and she is just immensely talented, a lot of fun to work with, just super cool. And one thing that I, uh, you know, kind of have learned over time is that she is a very big Star Wars fan, a very big fan of Princess Leia. And when I came up with this idea to do this podcast, uh, I thought that she would be someone that would be a lot of fun to talk to, uh, just because it would be nice to kind of have that conversation with her, uh, just so that you can get a feeling that there are people out there that just have a deep, deep love uh, for Princess Leia and Carrie Fisher. And uh, with her, we kind of have our conversation revolve around The Empire Strikes Back. Um, but for the most part, I would say this is a uh, a Princess Leia episode. Uh, this is just kind of really... Uh, enjoying and embracing that character. So sit back, relax, pop your popcorn, grab your soda pop, whatever it is you feel like you need to do, and let's get ready to talk with Christine about The Empire Strikes Back. Luke Skywalker and Han Solo rescued the princess, destroyed the Death Star, but their story didn't end there. Now, the creators of the biggest smash hit of all time bring you the next episode in the Star Wars saga, The Empire Strikes Back. All right, everybody, it is time for episode two. Uh, except this is episode five. Uh, this is, this is the big one. Like this is, this is the movie. This is the one that I consider my favorite. So I'm really excited to get a chance to talk about this one. And I am joined, uh, for this episode with someone who I thought would be a really good guest. I've kind of, uh, I wanted to find somebody that I think is hilarious first off. Uh, second off, I wanted to kind of find someone that's not, like, uh, okay, so, Christine, hi, how's it going? Hey, Andy, it's going good, how are you? <laughs> so, the thing is, is, like, you are not, like, 
in the whole on 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 social media as like a movie person. Like you are not geared out as a movie person. That's but, not that's not how I'm traditionally identified. No. Right, right. But you are one of those people that like totally low key. Anytime you have a recommendation or like gush about something, I am like, oh, well, this is probably pretty good. So I wanted, I wanted to have you on here because I really appreciate your recommendations. Speaking of recommendations, Thank you. you referred, uh, you recommended a bad movie to me, and I still have not watched it. Oh. And this breaking is, my heart. This is the time. It is, there is no better time than now to finally watch this bad movie. I've got a, a Sunday afternoon ahead of me. It's it's Halloween season when we're recording this. Um, yeah, it is spooky season. I think it's time. I think I will, I will finally remedy uh, watching this awful movie. <laughs> Did you have you found a copy of it? No, I have not. I have okay. not. But I'm I'm gonna look and see if I can find it online. And the the title of it escapes me right now, but I have it saved it, to one of my letterbox lists. It's Dark Fields, or sometimes it's called Farmer Brown. I think it was made in 2006. Uh, it's real low budget. Can I swear on this podcast? Absolutely. Or is this a, okay, it's this really shitty low budget. Uh, <laughs> horror movie and i usually don't do horror movies but somebody got into high school and in between like peaked fingers i was like oh this is hilarious it's so bad (laughs) i think i i think i hope i can find it under the name farmer brown like i feel like that's the one that i'll be really excited to watch instead of what was the other name for it dark fields dark fields (laughs) no it's got to be farmer brown so i'm hoping (laughs) Uh, it's, it's out there. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Christine Peets, thank you so much for joining me for this episode on Empire Strikes Back. Uh, I'm really excited to have you on here. I'm super excited to be on here. I think this is I think this is gonna be a lot of fun. Now before we get into our Star Wars conversation, I want you to talk about what you do first because I feel like this is super Ooh. awesome. Like mm-hmm. you are a company member. Are you are you, you're officially a company member and I am. and director at times as I, well? I wear many hats. That's um, awesome. <laughs> so uh, there's a company up in the Twin Cities, we're based in Minneapolis called uh, Smart Mouth Comedy. It's a female focused comedy company, and that doesn't mean that we like do stand up, although I mean that wouldn't be out of the question at some point in the future. Right. Uh, we focus on improv, sketch, and uh, we usually do one or two full length productions a year as well. Um, I, I act. I've been doing a lot of writing, which is super cool. Not something I thought I'd get a chance to do up in the Twin Cities, but I've been getting to do a lot of it. And I've just started to do a little directing, which is terrifying but cool. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure you know that. So. Oh, it's it is like it's the most exciting thing I've ever done, but also I'm uh, just absolutely petrified. <laughs> Who is like the people that are handing over responsibility to me? Like I feel like they just need to get their brains checked because I I, I feel like I am going to be an utter failure, and everyone's going to have to see it. But so far, so far things have gone okay. So. 
I mean, I remember hearing amazing things about Heather's, I, and I wasn't there to see it. It was so. that was so much fun. That was just uh, uh, one of the best like things I've ever been involved with. I like those shows that where the cast and crew like really come together and just yeah. kind of bond as a family. Like mm-hmm. the show can you know be whatever, and people really enjoyed it. But just that feeling of people coming together, and I kind of get the feeling that with what uh, Smart Mouth does. That you mm-hmm. all have a very tight knit community as well. It's oh, it's that's very much the case. I mean, it's so it's not always just the company members working together. We work with a lot of people, you know, outside of that, right? As well, but I mean, if you're a company member, I end up working with you more, and it's it's just nice to work with people who are funny and I can depend on, and most of them are women, and we're making a lot of stuff you know, for women, because it's, it is hard to find comedies with multiple roles for women in them, so yeah. it's cool to be part of that process, making that, and being able to be a part of that as well. I think that's super cool. Do you get to, uh, so like, the stuff that you, you write, do you kind of get to workshop that stuff too, so if it kind of steps outside, you know, the, the typical, maybe smart mouth comedy uh, whatever you all kind of gear stuff towards, do you do you get to workshop kind of other things that you're working on as well, or is it more just you know you write something and it's instantly like let's roll with it? Um, well, it's it depends on the time frame of the project. Right. Um, we sometimes have uh, we'll sometimes have like a 24 hour deadline, like write, direct, produce all in 24 hours. We have a show like that. Um, it'll be around New Year's. We'll be doing that. Um, more often there's a couple of weeks, um, a lot of different people write, but there's a core, like four of us who are writing a lot of the stuff. And, uh, usually, you know, we'll write our bits or pieces like for the fringe festival. Um, we all wrote one episode except for Kendra who wrote two and, you know, I wrote my episode and then I sent it to everybody and they all get feedback and et cetera. So on and so forth. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then um, our artistic director, Kellyanne, who's one of those four people, wrote the show that we're doing for Christmas. And um, as often happens, because she's written a couple of our shows, we'll get together and we'll share feedback and what we thought, what we thought was funny, uh, any like tiny little things that we found that were nitpicky. I told her that um, in her last script, she said something about... Um, butter being at a certain grocery store and i was like actually it's also at this store and this other store and she was like thanks christy that's super helpful (laughs) but anyway yeah uh i just think this is i I think this is awesome uh the, the twin cities just i feel like if you're outside of the twin cities bubble you don't quite understand just how uh thriving that that theater community is mm-hmm. and i just think it's awesome that you are getting an opportunity to do stuff up there i think that's great and i i, I uh appreciate that you're you're directing and writing i saw that you you said that you mentioned the uh uh the 24-hour uh kind of festival mm-hmm. and those are just awesome oh. like <laughs> It's so kooky, but that's half the fun. We did we did that when I was at USD. They called it spontaneous combustion. That's what they called it when I went there too. Yeah, yeah, and it was so much fun. And there was one night where I was writing, 
And, like, it came to be, like, 3 o'clock in the morning, and I'm still up. I have nothing written down. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to write a play about writer's block. And so that's what the 10-minute the the play. And that's exactly, that's it. It's like you have no idea. You, you may come in with a concept, but by the time you actually get to putting pen on paper. It's entirely different. Right, right. Yeah. And so that's, that's super exciting. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm super pumped for you. And I hope that Thank any you. listeners in the uh, uh, Twin Cities area give the Smart Mouth a chance. There's some really cool stuff going on. And uh, Christina's just awesome. So Thank you. I hope, I hope uh, some people head your way. Yeah, especially so, around Christmas. Yeah. Come see us in our Christmas show, Christmas with the Candles. That'll be the first uh, three weekends of December. Awesome. Anyway, awesome. So, yeah, at, <laughs> at the uh, at the end of the, the show, I'm going to have you plug yourself a little bit more just because I oh. really think uh, I think the word needs to get out there. So, uh, yeah, so let's let's do this. Let's knuckle down. Let's talk let's go Star the nerd Wars. Stuff. That's right. Yeah. So... Here's what I want to do to kind of set the tone for this conversation. The, the, the idea behind this podcast is the Star Wars fandom is so varied, <laughs> I think is the <laughs> nicest way to put it. Um, there are fans, and there are fans <laughs> that kind of hate anything Star Wars does from now on. <laughs> and, yeah. and what I want to do is I want to kind of be positive so i i decided that i would i would find some people that i really appreciate and have them talk about some star wars things that uh made them really kind of fall in love with the series or appreciate the series or something like that and so to kind of kick this off uh what was your first exposure to star wars was what was the the first movie that you saw was it the movies that that got you into it mm-hmm. were they the, the toys like how would how did you first come to star wars okay so it was it was the movies yeah then this is there's going to be a little bit of a, a build up to this oh, so good good good, good. <laughs> my dad was a big star wars fan but we I mean, we didn't talk about it a whole lot, mostly because, I mean, we were probably too young for it up until that point. There was a, a neighbor lady um, by us who would go on vacation a lot, but she owned um, two ferrets. Oh. And we would, I promise this connects, and we would go there <laughs> and we would take care of her ferrets while she was gone. And it was fine. One of them would bite you, so you'd have to be careful. But yeah. she would, like, pay us in candy and dollars, and then we could... Um, she had an extensive VHS collection, and we could take home whatever we wanted while she was gone, as long as we brought it back. Whoa! And I, I don't, I don't know where this rich ferret lady came from or where she went to. I hope she's doing well out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one, I mean, and one day it was, um, it would have had to have been New Hope. Yeah. And then uh, we brought it home, and I, 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 I cannot remember that specific instance, but I just. Since then, it's just been a part of my life. And then I, I was younger and growing up when the prequels were coming out, and I saw, you know, all of them pretty close to release. And I saw uh, Revenge of the Sith uh, when I was like twelve yeah. in the movie theaters, and it was an event. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I think that's awesome. So with. Um... You, you you grew up watching kind of the original trilogy on video, which I think seems to be a very big common thread for, for so yeah. many of us. Um, I, I'm, I gotta remember that I'm 
38 years old, and you are not in that 38-year-old bracket. So I'm just curious, when, when the special editions were released in theaters, there was uh, it was in the, the, the late 90s, were mm-hmm. you at an age where that was something that you, you were able to do? Did you end up seeing those in theaters, or was it still home video for you? No, that would have been in first grade. That would have oh. that was ninety nine two thousand. I think I was in first grade, so that yeah, would have gone over my head. Yeah. Um, so I definitely would have seen it pre special edition right. on VHS. Yeah, but I grew up over and over watching what I would later realize was the special edition. Okay. So I didn't realize the difference for maybe like a little too long. And then I, I saw an edit of the original version. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> This, Got it. It's so much better without this stuff. Yeah. Um, it's it's funny because it is. It's um, I think when when I talk to some people about this coming from like I have a friend named Casey who I think he's I think he's twenty two twenty three. I'm probably he's probably mm-hmm. older than that, but I'm I want to sell him as a, a young <laughs> child. Pretty a much. youth. That's right. Yeah. As a youth. Um, his first experience to Star Wars was watching the prequels in theaters. And, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's a kind of a, a different time frame. And I've got right. that big gap where there were, there were no Star Wars movies in theaters. And mm-hmm. now we're kind of in this where, you know, it feels like we're going to get a Star Wars movie every so often. So Yeah. Once the Star Wars alarm going to go off. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of, uh. It's kind of a fun time to be a Star Wars fan, I guess, depending on your appreciation or whatnot of these new movies. So, the first one that you saw in theaters, was it was Revenge of the Sith? As far as I remember, it was okay. Revenge of the Sith. And, and was, um, was that like, a, did your family go? Was it like a, everybody gets gets up, gets ready, and goes out? Or was this just a, a trip with friends? Or how was how was that? How was seeing Revenge of the Sith in theaters? Ugh. Okay, so I'm pretty sure it was a family event, and I remember, like, having the popcorn in my lap and just, like, shoveling it down my mouth, because I was like, oh my god! Because <laughs> um, I find myself uh, defending the prequels more than, I would say, probably older fans I've run into, yeah. just because it's it's a part of my childhood. I reckon they're not as good as the original trilogy, I'm not blind. Right. Um <laughs> But I really like them, and yeah. especially Revenge of the Sith. It was just so cool to see that on screen. And I'm going to be honest with you, Andy. Okay. Hayden Christensen was probably my first celebrity crush. I I get it. I do. He was all sweaty, and he was waking <laughs> up from nightmares. And I was like, oh, boys. And broody. He was broody. He and was the original emo boy. That's right. And I feel like... Uh, that's kind of a thing that people latch on to at some point in time <laughs> in their life. So uh-huh. I, I get it. I do. And, you know, I, I think my thing is I have a, a prequel that's my least favorite movie in this series. And that's, mm-hmm. that's fine. But that's like you said, it's because I'm not blind. But there are moments in that movie that I still really appreciate. Yeah. And getting a chance to see those prequels in theaters... I, I, it was awesome. Like it was, just, mm-hmm. it was so much fun. Well, and let's be honest, they ramped up like the fights oh, in these yeah. movies. You can say whatever you want, but like the final fight in fucking Revenge of the Sith. I mean, on the big screen, that's 
it's amazing badass it is super badass like that was the lightsaber battle that we were all waiting for mm-hmm. and you know it it totally paid off i think you know i think if we we kind of step back and look at it as kind of uh Maybe it's maybe it's more me. Like I'll look at it as there's a lot of CGI there, but the yeah. core of it, these these two characters fighting, uh, that's awesome. Like just the way they did it. Totally Ewan McGregor with a beard, kicking ass. Ewan McGregor is just the best. If if there's anything awesome that came out of the prequels, he is just the best. Mm-hmm. That performance is awesome. So. Mm-hmm. So I want to see. Um, so you had a really good time, Revenge of the Sith. Did yes. you did you kind of carry those the the theatrical experience into the newer movies when the new ones came out? Did you make an event of that, or was it kind of like, you know, I'll get to it when I can, or was it like, oh, these are out, I've got to get out and see them? It was. It was definitely I've got to go see them. Yeah. Um, when um, Force Awakens came out, I went with. Uh, my family and the guy I was seeing at the time and I was just so pumped. I put on my Star Wars shirt and I put in my Leia buns and and I had a great time. And then when I saw, um, last Jedi, me and my boyfriend went, I don't know if we, I don't think we went the night of, but we went the first weekend. Right. Um, and I was super pumped to go in. (laughs) It was, there was a lot of excitement building up to it. Um, Right. Even if I couldn't go the night of, it's you know it's as soon as possible. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, and it's it's it's. And then like, Solo was like, eh. "Yep, it, that's exactly how it was." <laughs> I'm like, eh. "That's the only one." Like the other ones, I <laughs> I made sure that I went to like the the premiere night that I was I was there and ready. Uh, solo, uh, we went opening weekend, my girlfriend and I went opening weekend, mm. and both of us were not, uh, not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the vibe I got from a lot of people, and I'm like, maybe I can wait. You know what, you're good holding off on that one for I, a little bit. Maybe if I get bored sometime, I'll go watch the, uh, uh, oh my god, oh my god, I can't even remember his name. The cool guy in the movie. Uh, guy in the movie. Uh, Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Yep. Forgive me, Lord. Um, maybe if I get bored sometime, I'll go watch the Donald Glover scenes. Like, I'm sure there's an edit on YouTube that focuses oh, on his scenes. Uh, the one other thing that's really cool about it, I don't know if you've watched Fleabag, uh, but Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Oh, it's such a good show. Uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is the voice of, like, uh, Donald Glover's droid. Oh. So it's like the two of them, the two best parts of the movie okay. are together. So it's like, bonus, just watch those scenes and don't <laughs> okay. watch anything else. <laughs> Perfect. Noted. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that episode of the podcast because the person that I have on, uh, he, to, to use like a really crass kind of saying, he can spit shine a turd. Like, he, <laughs> he, just, he just makes these, like, he was the person I had on uh, to talk about all of the DC movies, mm-hmm. which, which going into those, I did not like those movies. Uh, but he said enough things that convinced me that they're not You're terrible. Like, well- Okay. So, so hopefully that kind of changes my mind on Solo a little bit. So with Star Wars, uh, we've come to find that there are a lot of people 
in the movie industry in general that feel very influenced uh, by those movies. Did anything about Star Wars kind of inspire you uh, on your creative path? Like, did it help you seek out a certain career? Did it help inspire any kind of hobbies? Did did Star Wars have that magic for you where it was like, oh, I, I want to do this because I saw this on screen? I don't think there was any uh, definite correlation. Like, I mean, of course, it's a movie... I love that the story that they're telling and I'm very passionate about storytelling. So there's got to be some sort of subconscious correlation there, but I didn't ever watch the movies and go like, that's going to be me one day. Right. Right. I remember a young me being like, well, maybe I'll go into theater because there seems to be less drama. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I was a precocious child, maybe. I don't know. Um, I think it's funny because it's like, I feel like we all have that thought that are that are involved with theater. It's like, oh, if mm-hmm. we do theater, there'll be less drama. And uh, <laughs> as much as I love theater, that's, not. that's not true. <laughs> not. No. Um, so, yeah. so we chose, we're, we're choosing to talk about Empire Strikes Back, which I'm, I'm mm-hmm. happy to say, uh, according to Twitter... Uh, is both of our favorite uh, I, Star Wars I, movie in the I breathed the sigh of relief. I was like, thank God, this would have been <laughs> awkward. Um, yeah, this this one's just the best. Um, so I'm, yeah. I'm curious, like, with this movie, do you have any kind of fun memories that you associate with this, like the first time you saw it? Uh, any, like, stories that stand out in your life that, that uh, kind of correlate with you seeing this movie? I don't think I remember specifically with watching this movie. I've come to find out by thinking about this that I don't remember my childhood as well as I thought I did, which is <laughs> frightening. Um, but I know, um, the especially the original trilogy, um, prequels too to an extent, uh, but whenever we would go on car rides to family and stuff, uh, we had a DVD player in the car, and my brother and I would you know, each pick DVDs to bring along, and these were the ones that we would always like agree on to watch. Yeah. Cause sometimes it'd be like, Joseph, I want to watch Miss Congeniality. And he'd be like, no, <laughs> I'd be like, but it's good. And he'd be like, no, no. So I'd be like star Wars. And he'd be like, yeah. All right. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, star Wars, I think is, is a way of keeping peace, uh, between it bridges the gap. It does. <laughs> so, so with empire strikes back, um, th- like I said, this is, this is it. Like, this is, I-, I feel like almost universally, uh, this is the one that's acknowledged as being the best of the series. Um, mm-hmm. and even so, it's not necessarily everyone's favorite, but I think a lot of people at least respond to it as being the best. Mm-hmm. So, but because this is your favorite, uh, I'm really curious, what are the things that you enjoy most about Empire Strikes Back? What, what makes <sighs> this one stand out? as the Star Wars movie for you? I mean, it just takes a lot of what we get in the first movie and it details it more and makes it better. It's it's a movie where we have the three main characters and they're, like, never together. Yeah. And we're still super engrossed. So I, say, I think that says a lot about uh, the story building that's happening that we find so engrossing. I mean, the action ramps up, uh, we get a better lightsaber fight, uh, we get Lando, who, I mean, is just a great character yeah. in general. I mean, he's so smooth, but there's a, there's a twist involved, and then we get 
the classic twist of all time. Right. Luke, I am your father. Which fucking George Lucas wasn't even planning on doing. And then he's like, oh, maybe this works. And he just stumbled into the most iconic movie moment in history. It, it's, ass backwards. It's so funny to hear people talk about that that were involved with the movie. How it was mm-hmm. like, oh, I didn't know. Oh, I didn't know. And then like one day he just comes to set and he's like, you know what? We're going to do this. <laughs> very, very George Lucas aloof, mm-hmm. and there we go. Changes the whole um, uh, kind of path of cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, so with this, and I think another one of the reasons why I wanted to make sure that I got you involved is that I I get this feeling, and it may be just wrong. It may just be because you posted a picture <laughs> once or twice that you really like Carrie Fisher. Uh, And you really like what she brings to Princess Leia. Tell me about your your Carrie Fisher Princess Leia appreciation. Okay, I'm going to try not to cry. Um, I love Carrie Fisher so, so, so much. So, I mean, it starts, obviously, with me getting into Star Wars. And I know it's, like, cliche that, like, I'm a girl and my favorite character is the one girl character because we all know Mon Mothma does not count. (laughs) She's like three lines. She stands there. Um, But she's, she's funny and she's in charge and she's, she just looks cool and uh, she's talking back to Harrison Ford and it's, it's just such an engaging performance. So then because of that, as I got older, I started like looking into her more outside of the movies. I'm like, Oh, if I liked her in this, maybe I'd like her in other stuff. And the movie performances of hers, I've enjoyed. I've started to get into her writing, especially her nonfiction writing. I mean, you start with wishful drinking and go on, but it's, it's so vulnerable and wry and funny and the more you look into her, the more you realize that she was just, she wore her heart on her sleeve about her struggles with uh, mental health, especially. Right. Like, she's very open about that and her struggles with drugs and her and her weight and being a woman in the industry and a woman who's aging in the industry. And she was so unabashedly herself that we could, like, talk about oh, let's talk about bipolar. Or when she talked about how she had to lose, I don't know, like 30 or 40 pounds for the new Star Wars movie, and we were talking about how, hey, it's kind of fucked up. <laughs> right. We can't just accept that people's bodies change as they get older. And Exactly. Maybe the girl in the gold bikini doesn't still fit in the gold bikini, you right. know? It's just, we were having conversations about these things, and when she died and there was drugs involved we were talking about addiction and mental health in such a vulnerable way and i've seen people all over the internet pouring out their hearts about these things and she just brought so many people together and it just i could i could i could cry i'm not going to yeah. i'm gonna hold it in no, I, I get you I'll, I'll talk for a little bit so if you want to compose yourself but, uh, i'll compose <laughs> um yeah i just uh, she brought so much to this character that just I feel like it it goes past the boundaries of the screen it's mm-hmm. it's just it's such a strong character that kind of you know I, I, the thing is, is I sit here and I, I want to like 
talk about Princess Leia in a way that be like just how strong she was and, and presented mm-hmm. like uh, um, for for little girls to have this character and not even for little girls for for grown women to be mm-hmm. able to have this character that didn't take any shit just dished it out gave it back and and save the day she didn't need to be rescued in the grand scheme of this story she mm-hmm. did a lot of the rescuing and mm-hmm. that's a character that just it, it, it's something that 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 just struck a chord um with with moviegoers with with fans of this series uh, i think to um kind of look at this franchise and not address just how well-rounded of a character Princess Leia is, is completely doing a disservice to the series. And mm-hmm. This series would not be the same without her. And it's, it's um, yeah, it is a uh, challenging thing to think that we're going to be going into a theater in December to see a new Star Wars movie that she's in that she was not alive to to make. Can and we talk about that briefly? Yes, that please, okay? please. I want to I want to hear your thoughts on that. <laughs> I'm okay. So first of all, it's crazy. This is not really related to this, but it's just okay. crazy because Disney had like the one of the largest insurance payouts in history when she died. Yeah. Like it's somewhere between forty and sixty-seven million, depending on which uh, article you read. And that's not to say that to be like, it's a conspiracy, but it's just, it's it's weird to think about this person that you love and Disney's like, yeah, we had to put an insurance policy on her in case she died. Now we get paid. Yeah. But it's weird because when they're talking, when they were talking earlier about setting up this latest trilogy, they talk about how Harrison Ford was the, they're talking about the. They're supposed to focus on an original lead for each of the movies. And Harrison Ford was who we were focusing on for uh, the first movie. And then the second movie was about Luke. And then the third movie, we were going to focus on Carrie. Right. So I'm just worried about balance because it's not not their fault. I mean, things happen, but it's it's it backs them into a corner. Right. And it, it feels like it feels like they're not going to be able to do that as much as they originally wanted to, which it's it it kind of adds to the sadness of it all because it was like <laughs> she's been there in these these other two movies, but her presence was downplayed a little bit so that my it, my 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 thoughts probably were so that she could be front and center in this one along with the new characters. And right. man, it is just the, the 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 feeling that we won't get that is mm-hmm. really kind of difficult to to uh, accept because yeah she she is she's she's one of the linchpins of this this series and uh, it'll be interesting to see how they how they deal with that mm-hmm. um, I I do appreciate uh, the the final trailer was released just like I want to say as of this recording a couple of days ago mm-hmm. and I do really appreciate the fact that. The very last line in the trailer is her saying her. always. And mm-hmm. it's just and then she got top billing on the poster for the first mm-hmm. time. Like Final. Yeah. Oh, like it's it's just I I feel like the people involved realize just how instrumental she was 
to this whole series that I feel like, you know, in in honor and in tribute, they they want to finally give her that that moment to be presented and at the front, at the forefront. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I I I feel you. I, I I kind of feel like talking about it too much and saying the <laughs> saying the right thing uh, really kind of triggers some emotions because yeah, this was this was a character that I fell in love with uh, mm-hmm. even as a kid just because she was like like this is this is the person I want on my team. This is the person I can rely on. Like this was just she was just so awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's, uh, there's, there's a chasm there because she's, she's gone. So, yeah. yeah. So let's try and, let's try and move forward <laughs> from this. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so with Empire Strikes Back being mm-hmm. so good, um, I feel like yeah, for me at least, and, and maybe not for, for everyone else, but for me at least, this is the hardest one to kind of find criticisms. Yeah. Um, if if you had any parts of these mo- of this movie that you would lobby any kind of criticism for, uh, mm-hmm. what would they be? Is there is there are there any scenes that really stand out like a sore thumb, or any moments that just kind of don't quite fit with the rest of it? Like, is there anything about this movie you don't like? Uh, so I just I rewatched this again because I knew we were gonna talk about this and I wanted it to be fresh. Right. Um, and honestly, most of it just super held up. The only thing that would was maybe like a little bit like ooh is uh, that first kiss between Harrison and uh, Carrie Fisher. It comes off as less cute and a little more. Yucky, because he yep. she keeps saying no, no, yeah. no, and he's like, mm, and he just grabs her and kisses her while she's like straining. Yeah, and I'm like, I know this is because it's my 2019 eyes, and he's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just a little. It's it's less cute now. Right. I'm like, okay, she she kept telling you no, bud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like maybe maybe you just wait for a yes. Just wait for a yes. The sexual tension was there. You could have just right skipping in a minute. Step away this time and come back later, and it will be okay. It'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that's that's a part that definitely kind of stands out as uh, uh, dated, (laughs) to 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 say the least. Mm -hmm. But yeah, as far as like the the plot, the characters, the action, I. I don't think this movie has any fat to trim. Like, I feel like this is just... Mm-hmm. Everything about this movie clicks in such a way, and it looks great. Um, you it, get so many landscapes that I just had to have blown people's minds back then. Right, right. And, like, I, I just... I, I feel like this movie is... Okay, maybe maybe not perfect, but it's, no. it's damn close. Uh, and I, I just I can't I can't hesitate or I, I can't help but love this movie and I, I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were to uh, pop this movie in a DVD player for either for somebody who's never seen it or oh, let's say you you had a few minutes where you were just like I want to watch the quintessential Star Wars scene from this movie. What moment? What scene? What what line? What's something, what stands out to you from this movie that, that would be your, your go-to moment? 
Okay. First of all, it could not be me showing it to somebody else because I would just ruin it for them. <laughs> I would be sitting there like watching them, like seeing got, how you, they react, and they wouldn't enjoy it. You gotta bad. watch this. You gotta watch this. Yeah. So let's just assume it's me picking this out on my own. Um, I I mean, it's gotta be. No, I am your father. That's yeah. It's, it's dramatic. It's it changes the whole course of the series. Everyone knows that line. And if we're not going to do that one, it's got to be uh, some part of the Yoda training. Either Yoda making the X wing fly, or do or do not. There's no try. Yeah. It's it's those are I think the most iconic. And I parts think of this. I think the thing that that makes them it's it's the standout of the lines, of course. Uh, this is a really well-written movie, which mm-hmm. for... Okay, so I don't want to be too negative on the prequels, but I feel, <laughs> I feel like some of the dialogue in there is a little... It's wooden. not as strong, yeah. let's be honest. And so here, it just... Everything about the dialogue just clicks right into place. Sparkles. And you have so many little sections of the dialogue that are just... I mean, you you pull them out and you put them on a poster, and people are going to put them on their walls because it's mm-hmm. it's those, those lines are so iconic. But along with that, like just thinking about the uh, the no, I am your father scene again. It's it's shot really well. Like the the visuals to go with it look incredible. The characters we care so much about them, good guy or bad guy. Mm-hmm. It's everything adds up to this just amazing picture and I it's it's hard to pick a scene but I think these are the ones yeah that, that really stand out uh, as making it super iconic I really like I think it's this one the the last shot in this one is uh, Luke and oh. Leia kind of looking out yeah um, and I think is it Carrie and the droids are there too I want to say yep yep and, that's that's pretty iconic right and it's just I I feel like for us, because we weren't alive when this movie was made, we had already kind of had that, um, we, you know, we know there's another part coming out. But I can't even imagine. For, Can you imagine? Like that? The, that's the, that's what you got right then? You're like, well, wait, wait, no, that's it? Like, what's, what's happened to Han Solo? <laughs> Well, and the whole thing of, is Harrison Ford even going to come back? Right, right. <laughs> no, nobody knew. <laughs> so oh I, my God. I can't even imagine. And it's like, I feel like they're they're kind of, they, they've been trying to kind of toy with that a little bit with these movies. But mm-hmm. we we know that, we knew it was going to be a trilogy. So we no matter what the cliffhanger was, we know, we, we know they're yeah. back. But I can't even I can't even begin to imagine what that must have felt like back then to have that be the ending, and not knowing what comes next. So. Well, and everyone coming out of the theater being like, "Whoa!" <laughs> I this this this, this wasn't this, happy. We. Well, <laughs> it would have been easier not to spoil it for people because. Yeah. No internet. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can't you can't tell people as you're walking down the block because they're probably in line to go see it. That's right. Uh, yeah, I, this this movie is just this is a great movie. Um, it's 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 not only my favorite Star Wars movie of of movie of all time. It's probably if I were to rank it, probably my second favorite movie of all time. Really, second of all time. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I'd put it up. What's What's before Star Wars? I want to know. So the only movie that I can think of uh, that is better than Star Wars to me is the original Godfather. Mm. Um, I, I watched that, that for the first time this year. What did you think? I loved it. It's so good. And it was. I I did not think I was gonna like it. Yeah. And I did. <laughs> it's it's such a great movie. <laughs> it's so engrossing. Yeah. The the thing the the way that I always like to describe The Godfather, I mean it's it's all right there. It's a crime movie, of course. But the way <laughs> that I like to describe it is it's the tragedy of a man who so desperately uh wants his son to pursue a life outside of the family mm-hmm. business and he fails because the son ends up going on to become far worse of a human Spoilers, being. Yeah. Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Is it is it not okay to spoil a forty? I think I think maybe statute limitations. <laughs> maybe at least like ten years, and then at that point, <laughs> the things are fair game. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's kind of we're gonna kind of wind things down now. And I mm-hmm. think with a lot of these questions that I typically ask people, I've kind of already gotten the answers from you that I I think, but I'm still gonna ask them anyway. Okay. So Empire Strikes Back, is this your favorite Star Wars movie? It is my favorite Star Wars movie. Yeah. And on Twitter today, I was able to see your your ranking of the Star Wars movies. So mm-hmm. what, I, I think, what's, what's your second? What's your second favorite Star Wars movie? I mean, second is New Hope. It's it's the bitch that started the game. Yeah. It's it's the original. And then you, you tie it up with Return of the Jedi. There's been points in my life where Return of the Jedi has been higher on yeah. this list, but... That's where it is right now. And then right right there and forth above all the other ones is Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Because it doesn't get better than that. <laughs> and I think I like uh, Attack of the Clones more than you do because I, um, I put Phantom at the end and you put Attack of the Clones at the end if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you It's know, just, Phantom is just too goofy for me. It's, it's, we have a whole subplot with the, terrible Muppet maybe a little racist depending on who you talk to oh yeah um, like there and, there are some very racist at least I characters get more, in that movie at least I get better things from Natalie Portman in Attack of the Clones yes so. yes um, I also think uh, that uh, the one thing that Attack of the Clones certainly has over the Phantom Menace is that poor poor little Jake Lloyd uh. That poor kid. That... He got bullied, and it was terrible, yeah. and it makes me sad. He this, was a kid. He was a kid. This this may not best. have been the business for him, uh, but also it's not his fault. Well, and by all accounts, uh, it's a. I mean, it's not all his fault. I mean, directors come into oh, play here, Lord. and yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, and George Lucas, uh, you know, not the most involved director by no, most accounts. No, and like you know, he did he 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 did an amazing thing by creating this world, creating these stories. But uh, you know, Empire and Return of the Jedi are fantastic movies that he didn't direct. So he, he, yeah. <laughs> okay, he talked. He, he talks about. Like how he was like excited to like 
not be the director because he just got so frustrated doing it. Yeah. And I think it turned out better for that. I do, too. I definitely agree. Uh, So, okay, so favorite Star Wars film is Empire. Uh, My next question, your favorite Star Wars character? It's Princess Leia. Yeah. I mean, let's let's be honest. uh, Who comes next on the list? Who's another character that you really enjoy? Um, It's got to be Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Um, I know, I mean, obviously, Luke and Han could bump him out depending on the day, but he's the best part of those prequels. I mean, at times he brings pathos to the prequels, which is not often there. Um, (laughs) He's he's funny, he's witty, he's great with a lightsaber. He's, He's just the best part of a bunch of movies that a lot of people have often less than sterling opinions of. Yes. So I think uh, that's, that's, that's something to be proud of. Yeah. I, 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 I think he's great. Uh, it's been funny to me because like, I think more people than I expected, uh, named Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan as, uh, their favorite character of the series. Um. And I, I get it. Like, I feel like he does. He, the moments of that movie that are unwatchable, they don't have anything to do with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kind of lights up the screen in every moment that he's in. Uh, I just that series with him as Obi Wan that they're gonna put on Disney Plus. I can't wait. I, it's gonna have a lot of fans. It's gonna be I love so it. great. Uh, I am super pumped for that one. Um, I I just think that's gonna be awesome. I think I think bringing mm-hmm. him back. So that he gets a chance to do more as that character, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be awesome. It's going mm-hmm. to be so awesome. My final question, Christine. This is it. Yes. This is the Here ultimate question. So the whole point of this podcast series, uh, the reason I'm even doing it, is because it's all to build up to the release of the Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> now, this is the the final film uh, in this saga. And by by all accounts, at least, this is going to be the last movie in the Skywalker saga. Probably in, like, five, ten years, they'll change their mind on that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but for now. For now, this is supposed to be the end of it. And uh, from, from a previous conversation that we had, and from your Star Wars ranking <laughs> today... Uh, I, I, I think I have the idea <laughs> that the new Star Wars series isn't your favorite. We'll just, we'll just say that. It's not your favorite. <laughs> Do you want me to expand on that? Uh, yeah, that would be fun. That would be fun. Okay. Cause, cause yeah, no, I, I, I know that you and I have talked about it before, but I want to mm-hmm. give you, give you the stage to, uh, let your feelings out about this series. God bless. Okay. So I remember really liking Force Awakens. I know some people were like, it reminds, it pulls too much from the other movies. And I didn't have a problem with that, but that's, that's valid, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was like, ah, fine with me. I love nostalgia. Um, and then <laughs> I didn't like Last Jedi. <laughs> it's not because they brought in people of color and women because it's, a whole universe and there should be 
people of color and women that there shouldn't just be white guys and aliens. That's, right. That I had no problem with that. Right. I just it didn't feel like a Star Wars movie, and some people like that, and that's cool. I'm glad. It right. was very pretty to watch. It was it was some of the most striking cinematography I've seen in a while. I think they pushed the limits of what the Force can do, mm-hmm. especially with my favorite character. <laughs> I that's honestly I was riding high on that moment, and then when that happened, my my continence continence con- yeah. how I was sitting just like changed. Yeah. And I kept making these scoffing noises, and my boyfriend Matt just kept going. He finally had to go over to me and be like, "Hey, you gotta be, you gotta, you gotta bring it together a little bit, because <laughs> we're in like a theater of people, and they're watching the movie for the first time." <laughs> people are looking at us. <laughs> people, you're they're gonna get mad, and I was like, "Oh, sorry." Um, yeah, it just there's a whole subplot that has nothing to do with anything. We're just running around through casinos and yep. shit, and it just it, it it was just a lot of unnecessary stuff, and it didn't feel right. And I don't appreciate when movie makers set up something and then they pull the rug out from under you, and we're like, "Ha! Aren't right. you stupid for thinking that we were gonna have a whole thing with Ray's parents or Snoke's or whatever?" Right? Ha! The joke is that there is no joke. I I don't. I know that works for some people. For me, it just feels like you fell for this red herring. Aren't you stupid? <laughs> yeah, that's, I, not, that's not fun for me. Yeah, I get that. Uh, I think I think all all of your criticisms are so very valid. And this is coming from someone that I actually really liked it, yeah. but it took me a couple of viewings <laughs> to get there because that first time I watched it, I was like, I don't. I don't know how I mm-hmm. feel about this. And it, in particular, it was those two scenes that you mentioned. Um, Mary Poppins, Princess Leia. Fucking Ugh. hell. I just... <laughs> Did I, you know the Force can re- <laughs> can revive bodies completely good. maimed by the vacuum of space now? <laughs> That's cool. Good Great. Lord, I don't understand... And I still, like, no matter how I feel about the movie, that scene is one where I'm just like, I, I, I gotta get past this part as quick as possible. Let's, let's, mm-hmm. let's move on. And everything that happens on Canto Bite, uh, including uh, Benicio Del Toro's... It's, what, it looks cool. Whatever is going on with him. Yeah. I just... I I love Rose. I think Rose was a fun addition I, to the series. I really liked her too. I think she's great. She has not done any justice by having that scene. Uh, that's the thing. Yeah. If we're gonna have these new characters, let's give them sh- shit that's pertinent yeah. for me to do. Yeah, because that that oh god, and it's true. Like I I hate Benicio del Toro in this movie. I just hate his presence. I don't understand why he felt it necessary to take on a, a stutter as his um, character trait. I just... And that's a whole other thing where it's like, you're stupid. <laughs> like, yeah. I will say, with whatever I have to say about this movie, again, I've said it before, cinematography, it's beautiful. Yes. And second of all, that lightsaber battle at the end, 
awesome. is so amazing. Yes. Yes. I think that scene is so cool. Uh, so we talk about this <laughs> to, to get to my last question, Christine, which is what do you hope to get out of the rise of Skywalker? What, what storylines do you want to have tied up? Do you want things to be retconned? Like what, what are you looking for? <laughs> what would make you leave the theater really happy with the rise of Skywalker? Are we avoiding theories that we think might be happening that are popular on the internet or is this like a go for it zone you go for it talk about whatever you want to that's that's what i I'm here don't for. want this to be a time travel movie oh no and i've seen a lot of i shouldn't say a lot i've seen a few pretty convincing articles that make the case that this is going to be some sort of time travel movie or there's going to be time travel involved which would help them use the old footage of Carrie Fisher that they've said they've they're going to use. Because um, to me, that just feels like again, it's outside of the universe. And I know I was reading about this. There's some side story that's technically canon in which there is a little bit of time travel. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Whatever. Um, but it just feels convoluted it feels out of the realm of this world like it's not something we've ever right dealt with but that is that's that's saying a lot of something like i hope won't happen right right um with that uh i have a hard time when they throw these things that are apparently in canon into the big movies that yes. that happen in the the cartoons, the comic books, because for those people who don't follow that stuff, this is like, where the hell did this come from? Uh, I should be able to watch the movies without having to have scoured all the other materials and feel at home in the universe. Yeah, uh, there is a character. I don't know how much you you know about Solo, uh, but there is a character who died on screen. In one of the other Star Wars movies, who mm-hmm. reappears in Solo, and you can spoil it for me. I don't mind. Okay, yeah, Darth Maul is back in Solo. What? Yeah. Now the reason for this <laughs> is because he was he, he never died apparently. Right. So he is in the cartoons, and they just threw him in there with no explanation. Um, at the end of Solo, and, uh, yeah, it is uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I'm, that's the other thing with movies like that. You have to start, Hercules, you're okay. Oh. Sorry, my dog is oh. guarding me, I guess. Oh. Um, uh, it's just, I mean, with movies like that, and then you're dealing with characters who maybe did or didn't die, and it's, on the one hand, the stakes are so much lowered, and then on the other hand, when they take the chance to change those stakes, like introducing characters who have died, then it messes with your perception. Right. Like, when I watched Rogue One, I wasn't emotionally invested at all. I'm like, oh, so that's who these people are? Oh, they're all going to die. Cool. <laughs> yeah. And then they all died, and I heard some people being like, oh, I was so emotional. And I was like, we knew they were Many boffins died to bring us this information. <laughs> you you knew they were going to die. That's that's it. So yeah. So basically, <laughs> what you're what you're wanting 
is not to fuck up Star Wars. I just, yeah. yeah. And also, not that it matters, but Disney's other over two-hour masterpiece yep. that came out recently also was a time travel movie. Yep, and I did not like that element in that movie. Um, it didn't bother me as much. Yeah, yeah. But I also... I mean, I'm a latecomer to Marvel. I I think I've watched all the movies in the last couple years. I haven't been invested as long as I am with, like, this property. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, I, I, uh, with with that movie, um, it was one that, I mean, I get it, and I I realized why it happened, and it it made Mm -hmm. sense as far as the context of the story. I think there were just moments of execution that I was like, Oh, you guys are like going for a laugh here. Oh, <laughs> this is just so it didn't it yeah. didn't work as well with me. But I think I think because of that, that's why if they did that in this movie, I would probably have a throw my hands in the air kind yeah. of moment. Like, why? Why are we doing this? Yeah, uh, it feels more like a Deus Ex Machina kind of a thing. Yeah. Like, and then time travel. <laughs> but. That's assuming that that's in there. Right. We don't know that. Right. I'm I'm hoping for really great lightsaber battles. Yeah. I'm hoping for a little more closure with Rey. Yeah. Because fine, if she's just a nobody, then let's move on. Right. And I hope we get some cool forest ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be nice. People have been speculating. They're looking at frames of the... I, I, I look at all the breakdowns from the trailers. Right, yeah, I know some yeah. people are like, no trailers. I'm like, let's break it down beat by beat. I want to see every single second of this <laughs> thing in slow motion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some people are speculating because there's a scene in the last one where I think Ray has this blue glow over her. And they're like, that's a force ghost glow. Oh. And I'm like, I would be down yeah. with some force ghosts. Interesting. So. Yeah, I I just I, the, the the thing I think I keep saying is I just I just want to enjoy the movie and yep. have it be a fitting resolution to uh, this world, uh, mm-hmm. both the classic characters and the new characters, and tell a good story. That's that's all I really want. I just want to be able to go and enjoy myself and have a good time, and hopefully that's what happens. I agree with you completely. Yeah. Christine, thank hey. you so much. This was a lot of fun. Thank you, thank you, thank you for uh, joining me to talk about The Empire Strikes Back for an hour. This was awesome. Thank you. I had a great time. I'm so yeah. glad you had me on. I'm, I'm glad I am glad I was able to have you on. If we ever uh, come up with some idea for something down the road, it would be great to have you back. Now, Please. Uh, so while I still have everyone listening... Christine, please plug it. Plug yourself. Plug Smart Mouth Comedy some more. Uh, where can we find you? How can we get tickets? Tell us some more about what you're doing. Why, thank you, Andrew. Um, so this is coming out in November? Uh, this one, this is Empire Strikes Back. So yeah, this will be out in early November. Okay. Um, so the next thing I have coming up is uh, Christmas with the Campbells uh, in Minneapolis at the Phoenix Theater. Uh, it's a... Um, it's a Christmas-themed show focusing on the Campbell family. Um, act one is about court-mandated therapy with the Campbells. Hey. Act two is what actually happened at Christmas. And act three is um, them in court. So it's just, it's this, uh, uh, it's this journey that's not in a, a linear fashion, but it's very funny. 
Um, it runs December 6th through the 21st. Um, Friday the 13th will be uh, the show we have uh, ASL interpreter with. Um, yeah, it's going to be real cool. Uh, if you want to get tickets, you can go to smartmouthcomedyco.com or you can look us up on Facebook or smartmouthcomedy. Follow us there. Um, if you think I'm funny, which I, I mean, I do, uh, <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter. I'm there. It's, uh, my name, C P I E T Z in lights. Um, cause when I got Twitter, I was like, it's going to be like my name in lights. I'm going to be famous. I'm going to be famous. Um, and I think yeah. honestly, to, to tell you the truth, I think that's why I was like, it's pipes, right? It's pipes because pipes yeah. and lights. That just yeah. sounds cool. But, you know, it would be better. P- pizza and lights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't think that went through. Uh, <laughs> and then, as far as the, the 24 hour uh, New Year's thing, are you able to plug any of that? I don't have a lot of details for that right now, okay. but if you're in Minneapolis, it's usually on New Year's Eve around, I want to say. It's earlier in the evening, so you can go. You can go have your midnight moment somewhere else at the many bars that are around the Phoenix Theater. Uh, but if you follow Smart Mouth on Facebook or check up on their uh, website, you see that stuff coming up. But it, it'll be on. It'll be on New Year's Eve. Awesome, Christine Peets. Thank you so much again, and uh, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And there you have it. That was the fantastic Christine Peets uh, talking about The Empire Strikes Back. I do have to tell you that since we recorded that episode, I did go on and finally watch Dark Fields. Uh, And let me tell you, that movie is a steaming pile of crap. (laughs) I loved every second of that god-awful movie. Uh, It is... Like the room and birdemic levels of bad, and I am just uh, thrilled that it is part of my collection because oh my god, it is awful. <laughs> so so if you're looking for a bad movie to watch to just make you question why some movies get made, uh, Dark Fields is a movie that will do that. And I think you, I I recommend watching with watching it with friends so that you can all get through it together. Uh, because if you do it on your own, you might have a struggle ahead of you. Uh, but again, yes, thank you so, so much for, uh, to Christine for doing this episode. You can go to smartmouthcomedyco.com right now. Take a look at the stuff that they're working on. Uh, You can sign up for their email newsletter, which is a lot of fun. And they are currently working on Christmas with the Campbells. So this, it's November now, but in December, uh, they will have that up and running. So if you are in the Minneapolis, the Twin Cities area, uh, I highly recommend uh, doing yourself a favor and buying yourself some tickets to go see a great play. Um, I just think Smart Mouth is an, an, an awesome organization and uh, being able to support local theater. If you live in the Minneapolis Twin Cities area, Minneapolis St. Paul area, uh, go entertain yourself because it sounds like it would be a really, really good time. So again, huge thank you to Christine for doing this episode. On the next episode, uh, I will be joined by Backlot605 contributor and Killer Countdown co-host Blake Ginnethan, and we will be talking about 
The Return of the Jedi. I have a very fond place in my heart for Return of the Jedi. It was the very, very first movie, period, that I ever saw in movie theaters. So uh, it has a very special place in my heart, not just as a Star Wars movie, uh, but as a movie that kind of made me appreciate movies in general. And we had a really great talk. Um, This episode like <laughs> I was I was trying to figure out exactly what I was doing uh because this when when this one airs it's of course going to be the fourth episode that airs but I think it was the third one that I recorded and I was trying to find out my groove uh figure out exactly how things were going to work out I didn't know exactly what I was doing uh and this episode I kind of found it. So Blake and I had a really, really great talk about Return of the Jedi and just kind of our love for Star Wars. And I think that blossomed. I don't remember if it's in the episode or not, but it blossomed into uh, uh, blossomed into our just general talk about movies. And we had a really great chat. So I'm looking forward to you guys getting to hear that episode next week. Blake Ginnathan from Backlot 605, Killer Countdown, talking about the Return of the Jedi. So, that's going to do it for this week. Uh, please check out all things Fat Dude Digs Flicks on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please give me a like, a follow, a comment, a question, a recommendation, a rating, any of that social media type stuff, just to get more people so that they know that we're out here, what we're doing, because I love doing this, and I would love to have more people on board to kind of read the stuff that I have to say, or listen to me, just listen to me, which you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, Google, wherever podcasts can be found. Uh, if you use Apple Podcasts or I think even Stitcher, please leave a rating or review. The ratings and reviews kind of help get exposure. Uh, and again, I would love to have more people listening to this. Um, you can also, I'm going to plug the YouTube channel. It's at a bit of a standstill again. I'm going to get that episode up. I promise I will get that video up by the end of the year. So, so I'm just sitting on this video and I'm too lazy to edit it. So there's that. But there are good videos on the YouTube channel. Uh, you can subscribe to that channel, like those videos, watch those videos, comment on them. That would be awesome. Share them, share the podcast, share some reviews. Uh, just kind of help me grow this conversation. I would also like to strongly recommend uh, that you follow, like, throw your support to the guys at Backlot605. Um, they are not only people that I enjoy working with on a regular basis, but they're my friends. And uh, I think you should throw a like their way. We have an event coming up this week at... Oh, man, it's not at Full Circle this week. It is at Severance Brewing, if I remember correctly. Uh, that would be Wednesday, November 20th. So tomorrow, the day after this episode drops at 8 o'clock, we'll be having a little movie club. Just a nice little get-together where we talk about movies. So if you are a fan of movies and you live in the Sioux Falls area, come on down to Severance Brewing and talk about movies with us. Uh, yeah, I think that's... I think that's about it. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, again, next week, Blake Ginnathan. This week, thank you so much, Christine. Everyone else out there in podcast world, have a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you for listening to Fat 
Dude Digs Flicks. <laughs>